0: Find me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn, and don't forget to follow the show on your favorite podcast player so you never miss an episode. And if you love the content, leave me a rating review. Now let's get into today's episode.
1: Hey, it's your girl, Coach Jackie. And today we're going to be talking about the importance of personal growth and development We're going to talk about what is personal growth and development, how important it is, and how do we do it. How important is personal growth and development? Well, I would say that growth is a worthy goal. A statement John says that so resonates with me is, Outside of my faith, the decision to grow has impacted my life more than anything. Growth is a key that opens doors. The first person we always lead is ourselves. It's owning your life, taking responsibility. It's owning and standing in your personal power where you are never a victim because you always have the power of choice. And it doesn't just happen. You have to be intentional about it. And you're going to hear me say this over and over again. It doesn't just happen you have to be intentional about it. Is it easy? No. But is it worth it? Absolutely. In order to reach your potential, you must be intentional about personal growth. So what is personal growth and development or personal development? Well, it's not just about hitting goals. You can hit goals and not grow or become better. It's about becoming the best version of yourself, the self God created you to be. It's fulfilling your God-given potential. Now listen, you have to believe that this is necessary and that it cannot be put off. Why? Because what you believe creates your thoughts, and your thoughts create your emotions or your feelings, and your feelings drive your attitude, and that determines how you respond to any situation, circumstance, or person. Your attitude is an instinctive mental reaction that reveals an opinion. Your attitude is your state of mind. You therefore, listen, interpret situations and circumstances by the meaning you attach to it. Remember, your thoughts are creating your emotions and your feelings. And that is what's driving your attitude. That is the power of belief. This is why you have to believe that this is necessary and cannot be put off. So today I'm sharing, as I said, uh, from one of my favorite personal growth books by my friend and mentor, John C. Maxwell, The 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth. Live them and reach your potential. My goal is, today is to go through three of the laws. The first, the law of intentionality, the second, the law of awareness, and the third, the law of the mirror. If time permits, but I definitely want to explore the first law, the law of intentionality. And there are some growth gap traps, you try saying that, that may keep us stuck. And first, I want to put my disclaimer out that I am a woman of faith, so I will be coming with a faith perspective. Now, the laws will work for anyone, and I believe that I, as a believer, I have a believer's edge by working with the Creator. So you're going to hear scriptural references throughout the teaching because that's just who I am. And I think it's important That we understand that principles and laws, unless preceded by a higher law, they're not gonna shift their position for you. No matter what you think, how you feel, what you believe, your title, your position, how much money you have, it doesn't matter. They're not going to shift for you. So we have to call our lives into alignment. We have to align our understanding and our actions to these principles and these laws. Third John 1 and 2 says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth, your mind, your will, your emotions, your imagination, and your intellect. The 15 invaluable laws of growth are to help us grow and develop ourselves, providing us the best chance of becoming the person we were created to be. And as we learn them, I believe you'll recognize how quickly these laws can help you be even more successful in every area of life, building up your sense of purpose, your passion, and your potential. And all you have to be is a person who wants to grow and become better than you are today. Okay, so we keep talking about growth. So what do we mean when we say growth? Well, that will be as unique as you are. To discover your purpose, you need to grow in self-awareness. To become a better human being, you need to grow in character. To advance your career, you need to grow your skills. To be a better spouse or parent, you need to grow in relationships. To reach financial goals, you need to grow in the knowledge of how money works. And to enrich your soul, you need to grow spiritually. The specifics of growth change from person to person, but the principles are the same for every person. And with this study, we're just going to be doing a top of the waves. If you want to go deeper, grab the book, get into a mastermind, or start a group study yourself. We're going to learn how to approach this worthy goal of growing. It's a key, remember, that unlocks the door. And we will actually have to put in the work to actually grow. I love Webster's 1828 Dictionary definition of potential as existing in possibility, not an act. Did you hear me? Existing in possibility, not an act. And the late Dr. Miles Monroe would say a seed is just a promise of a tree until it's planted. Isn't that powerful? You have to do something and you have to do it on purpose. So with that in mind, I want to encourage you to keep a growth journal and incorporate your learning into your daily life. Why? Because we cannot change our lives until we change something that we do every day. So for the next couple of weeks, we're going to be exploring these 15 Invaluable laws of growth. So let's dive in and touch on law number one, the law of intentionality. The law of intentionality says that growth doesn't just happen. And to reach your potential, you must grow. And to grow, you must be highly intentional about it. So we're going to start with two questions that John says every leader should ask themselves. Number one, what am I doing to develop myself? And number two, What am I doing to develop others? When you experience what personal growth does for you, a real leader automatically looks to help others grow. To reach your potential, you must grow. And to grow, you must be highly intentional about it. You have to do it on purpose. Nobody grows by accident. We get older just by hanging around the planet, but we don't get better. It doesn't necessarily mean that we get better. The average person wants to get rid of their problems and stress and fix everything, but they have to be willing to pay the price to change themselves, to grow, and most people are not willing to pay the price James Allen said that people are anxious to improve their circumstances, but are unwilling to improve themselves. They therefore remain bound. And listen, it's not even enough to know what to do because the greatest gap in the world is that space between knowing and doing. And that's why this law of intentionality is so huge. And when we know what to do and we don't do it, the Bible even calls this self-deception in James 1.22, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. And Jesus even said, you know, why call me Lord, but you don't do what I say. So let's explore the growth gap traps, I always have to say that slowly, and try to identify where you are and how you can move through it. So now by applying this law of intentionality to your life, let's review the gaps and ask yourself which of these gaps has presented the greatest challenge for you. The assumption gap. I will automatically grow the knowledge gap I don't know how to grow the timing gap is not the right time the mistake gap I'm afraid of making mistakes the perfection gap I have to find the best way before I start the inspiration gap I don't feel like it come on the comparison gap others are better than me and the expectation gap which I think gets a lot of us is I thought it would be easier than this. Number one, the assumption gap. I assume I will automatically grow. And John Cotter said, most people accept their lives. They don't lead their lives. How true is that? Number two, the knowledge gap. I don't know how to grow. Now that we're out here in life, you know, no one has a curriculum for us. Nobody has anything to set up for us. So we wonder if I'm going to keep growing, what do I do? Do you have a plan for your personal growth? Isn't it amazing? Something so important in our lives. But up until now, we haven't been intentional about it. Number three, the timing gap. It's not the right time to grow. There's the law of diminishing intent that says the longer you wait to do something you should do now, the greater the odds are that you will never do it. And that, my friend, is a fact. Number four, the mistake gap. I'm afraid of making mistakes. The late Robert Schuller asked a question, what would you attempt if you knew you wouldn't fail? Most times our problems may not be our goals, but it could possibly be our fear of failure that keeps us from going forward. So I have a question for you. If you knew you wouldn't fail, what is it that you haven't started, that you jump in immediately and begin if you knew you wouldn't fail? Number five, the perfection gap. I have to find the best way before I can start growing. Listen, there's no perfect time or way to start. You have to start to start. And when you start, you'll find the best way. There's an old proverb that says that way leads to way. Number six, the inspiration gap. I don't feel like it. Come on, come on. Have you ever procrastinated in doing something because you just didn't feel like doing it? We've all been there. But here's the difference. The difference between a winner and a whiner is very simple. A whiner wants to feel good before they do something. A winner does something and then feels good. The winner understands that the right emotions follow the right actions. Emotions will never stimulate you for action, but right actions will always give you the return of right emotions. Isn't that good? Number seven, the comparison gap. Others are better than I am. Get comfortable being out of your comfort zone and surround yourself with people who are greater than you. Most are willing to share their wisdom and ideas. Number eight, the expectation gap. I thought it would be easier than this. It's not easy, my friend, or quick. You have to create your own luck, And here is what that looks like. Preparation, which includes your growth, plus attitude, plus opportunity, plus action, doing something about it, equals luck. Did you hear me? Preparation, plus attitude, plus opportunity, plus action, equals luck. So think about where you are or what area you want to grow in and get a plan to do it. And if you want to take some steps to some amazing growth, if you really want to grow, take some time, Write out a growth plan to address each area above. Take the first step today to grow. Look at your calendar for the next year. Schedule a specific, timed, and focused growth plan. If you think you don't have time to schedule something else, imagine, just imagine what last year could have looked like if you had scheduled plans for growing. Remember, growing is not a goal, but a lifelong process that must start with being intentional. While scheduling growth time may seem simplistic, it is the beginning of action, intention. That is awesome. So we have some time. Let's move on to the next law, which is the law of awareness. The law of awareness says that you must know yourself. To grow yourself. Your strengths, your weaknesses, your interests, you have to be able to gauge where you've been and be brutally honest about where you are right now in order to chart a course to where you want to be. Awareness is knowing yourself and what you want to do is one of the most important things you will ever do in life. And then, my friend, will you pay the price to do it? Are you willing to pay the price? Think about this with me. If you truly believe something, but you're not doing it, do you really believe it or in it? You know, maybe intellectually, but if you're not doing it, living it, you don't really believe it or believe in it. Why do I say that? Because belief drives behavior. And if you've been trekking with me for any time, you will always hear me say this. And I also love what Dr. Mike Murdoch says. The proof of desire is pursuit. So I have to constantly evaluate what am I doing and how am I behaving? Because that says what I really believe. And when we talk about practicing awareness, we're talking about managing your state. That's how Dr. Walnut explains it, or managing your emotions, your emotional intelligence, right? Some call it being aware of the vibration, which is also true because there is a definite energy around what you think and feel. You feel energy of your emotions in your body, which causes you to act or respond or react, I call it, as some of you know, which is also the title of my book, Bringing Every Thought Captive, according to Romans 12 and 2 Corinthians 10. Bringing every thought captive because what you believe is driving your thoughts and behavior about the event, the person, the place, or the thing in that moment. And when we practice awareness, we're paying attention to what we're thinking Feeling and believing. Did you hear me? We have to practice. We have to do this on purpose. We have to be intentional about it. I believe that it's in the four agreements where Don Miguel talks about being on the hunt. I love this for limiting beliefs, intentional, on purpose. So here are four ways to help you be intentional ask yourself questions why do I feel this way? What am I thinking right now? What do I believe about this? And why do I believe that? And is it really true? These are ways of being intentional, capturing those limiting beliefs, being aware and managing your state. Number two, this is a hard one, but it's necessary. Give up the need to be right. Have you ever judged something or someone wrong, made up a story or expected something different because of how you prejudged or perceived it to be? In order to be authentic and fully present and aware in every moment and interaction, I heard Lisa Nichols say this years ago and it just really blessed me. In order to be authentic and fully present or fully aware in every moment, in every interaction, we must give up the need to feel like we have to prove something, protect something, defend something, or hide anything. Give up the need to be right and ask ourselves those powerful questions. Ask yourself questions. Give up the need to be right. And number three, be impeccable with yourself. Never go against or speak against yourself. You are your best self in this moment. Up until now, you have done the best you know how. So, as I say to all of my mentees, be kind to yourself. And number four, take action. When you find that a current belief no longer serves you, create a new one. Come on you're going to reclaim that energy and redirect it to create a new belief. That is how powerful you are. And this is where the word of God and powerful affirmations, confession, and meditation are so important. You have to think new thoughts to create new beliefs. So you're reclaiming that energy you use to create those wrong self-limiting beliefs to create a new life giving belief. This is what I call the renewing of the mind. This is transformation. And if you want to learn more about this, you can grab my book off of www.coachjackie.com and, or it's also on Amazon. So what do we say? Mastering your mindset through awareness. Ask yourself questions, give up the need to be right, be impeccable with yourself. And number four, take action. Okay, we're doing good. Let's move on to the last law that we're going to talk about today, the law of the mirror. The law of the mirror says you must see value in yourself to add value to yourself. I'm going to say that again. You must see value in yourself to add value to yourself. Dennis Waitley says, personal development is the belief, and we're talking about belief, that you are worth the effort, the time, and the energy needed to develop yourself. Many people don't believe in themselves. Self-image is the single most significant key to a person's behavior. Self-image is huge and puts a ceiling on our potential. Listen, you cannot outperform your own self-image. There is a saying that your thoughts become your actions, your actions become your habits, your habits become your character, and character becomes your destiny. And I always say, as you heard me say before, belief drives behavior. And every aspect of our lives is impacted by the way we see ourselves. Most times, the value we place on ourselves is usually the value others place on us. Listen to this. A man went to a fortune teller to hear what she would say about his future. She looked into the crystal ball and said, you will be poor and unhappy until you are 45 years old. Then what will happen, Asked the man, hopefully, then you'll get used to it. Come on. That is so hilarious, but it is so sad. It's sad to say that's the way most people live their lives, according to what others believe about them. If the important people in their lives expect them to go nowhere, then that's what they expect for themselves. That's great if you're surrounded by people who believe in you, but what if you're not? This is why it's so important for us to speak life into our children and those we love and into ourselves. Here's where the power lies, You shouldn't become too concerned about what others think of you, but what you think of you. What do you think of you? It's the value you place on yourself. And if you place a small value on yourself, rest assured, the world will not raise the price. So here are just a few ways to build self-image. Start with your self-talk. Be kind to yourself this is why the scripture is so important. Do you realize, listen to this, do you realize that by the time you're 17 years old, statistics tell us this, you've heard no, you can't. You've heard no, you can't an average of 15,000 times before you're 17. You've heard yes, you can about 5,000 times. That's 30 no's for every yes. That makes a powerful belief of I can't. And that takes a lot to overcome. Do you see why it's so important to renew our minds with the word of God? I am statements are so powerful. I am who God says I am. I can do what God says I can do. I can have what God says I can have. We have to be like David and encourage ourselves. Next, you want to guard your thoughts. Your thoughts are actions in rehearsal. Freud said that your thoughts are your actions in rehearsal, so guard your thoughts. Next, stop comparing yourself. It's a needless distraction, and we've heard that it is the thief of all joy, and it's actually an act of violence against yourself. The only one you should compare yourself to is yourself, to become better today than you were yesterday. And then you want to move beyond your own limiting beliefs. Many people don't believe that they can accomplish great things, but the greatest limitations people experience are usually the ones they impose on themselves. Charles Schwab said, when a man has a limit on what he will do, he has put a limit on what he can do. Did you hear me? When a man has a limit on what he will do, he has put a limit on what he can do. I shared one year, it may have been last year, that the Lord brought this to my attention. When I found my self-talk saying, I don't want to do this or that, or I'm not doing that, he questioned me and asked me, well, what are you willing to do? Stop saying what you're not going to do or don't want to do. What are you willing to do? Can you see that? Once we put a limit on what we will do, we put a limit on what we can do. Next, add value to others. You can have anything you want in life if you help enough other people get what they want. That's by Zig Ziglar. Making a difference, even a small one in the lives of other people's lifts one self-esteem, your own self-esteem. In addition, it creates a cycle of positive feeling from one person to another. People value you more when you are adding value to others. Next, do the right thing, even when it's hard. Right action brings right emotion. One of the best ways to build self-esteem is to do what's right. It gives us a strong sense of satisfaction. Being true to yourself and your values is a tremendous self-esteem builder. Every time you take action that builds your character, you become stronger as a person. Practice a small discipline every day. If there's an area in your life that seems overwhelming to you, your health, work, family, or something else, try chipping away at it a little bit every day instead of trying to tackle it all at once. Since your self-worth is based on positive habits, actions, and decisions you practice every day, why not build your self-esteem and tackle your biggest problem at the same time? Don't worry and fret about it. Do something specific about it. Discipline is a morale builder. Remember, one thing every day is 365 things in a year. Get a win every day. Schedule it on your calendar, big or small. Come on, win the day. And then this is a huge one. Celebrate small victories. This one is a follow-up to previous ones. When you do the right thing and take small steps in the right direction, what is your emotional response? What kind of response do you give yourselves? What do you say to yourself after you've done the right things, you've taken the right steps in the right direction? how do you talk to yourself? How do you respond? I'm going to the book for this. Do you respond saying, well, it's about time or I didn't do as much as I should have, or that won't make a difference. It's hopeless. I'll never succeed. Or are they more like these? It's good that I did that. I did the right thing. Good for me. Every little bit helps. And I'm that much closer to success celebrating the small victories. This is something that I consistently have to teach my clients and my mentees. Celebrate the wins. Listen, take the win. Celebrating encourages you. It inspires you to keep going. So please don't underestimate the power of this. Embrace a positive vision for your life based on what you value. What do you value? Another one, practice the one word strategy. If you could. Only pick one word to describe yourself, what would it be? And this will tell you a lot about how you think about yourself. One more take responsibility for your life. We tend to get in life what we are willing to tolerate. If we allow others to disrespect us, we get disrespected. If we tolerate abuse, we get abused. If we think it's okay to be overworked and underpaid, guess what will happen? If we don't have a plan and purpose for our lives, we will become part of someone else's, period. No matter what your background is or where you come from, no matter what traumas you've suffered or mistakes you've made, you can learn and grow. You can become the person you have the potential to be. And every time you take a step, think a positive thought, make a good choice, practice a small discipline. You are moving one step closer. Just keep moving forward and keep believing. I'm grateful for this opportunity and I hope that I've added value to you today. If I could have just one wish for you in this moment, here's what it would be, that right now you would settle in your heart and mind that from this day forward, you're going to grow yourself. You are going to initiate growth and you make that commitment and resolve. And remember that the best plans for growing happen as we grow, not before we grow. That's our time for today. I'll see you on next week.
0: Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Leading Behind the Scenes. I hope you found some encouragement or helpful information today to help move your business and or your life forward. If you have a specific topic you'd like me to talk about or guests you'd like me to have on the show, feel free to send me a DM on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. I love connecting with my listeners. Also, be sure to follow the podcast so you never miss an episode and leave me a rating review. I'll see you next week.